Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Heads. This week on the show, huge amount of stories, so I hope you find some of it enjoyable. My name's Glenn, and we're going to meet the other guys who are going to tell us what they've been up to this week and also provide us with a couple of stories that have as uh, piqued their interest and that they want to talk about. Now, as you know, as you heard just before the start of the show, we are brought to you by ATH Web Hosting, Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. You can find them at athwebhosting.com.au. Okay, uh, who's first? William, how are you doing? Good evening, sir. How are we? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How's your holiday? Not too bad. Uh, well, what the, I don't remember most of it, actually. Now that I think about it. I oh. know why I don't remember it. I didn't have internet. Oh, you were down in one of those <laughs> scungy areas of Australia. Oh, yeah, the uh, yeah, Evans Head. I mean, they technically have internet, like it's called internet. Mm. Um, it's like it's actually quicker to fire a pigeon out of a cannon, but you know, what do you do? Remember they did do that test, didn't they? Uh, oh, look, we'll get yeah, exactly. we'll get Jace in in a minute. Uh, well, we'll get him in now. Hi, Jace, how are you going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, good. I thought we'd we'd say good day to I you. I want to get in on this. Uh, this is it uh, going to be a African or a European uh, bird That's that you're out of a <laughs> No, it could. It's a pigeon. It's one of Bill Laurie's what pigeons. What is the airspeed velocity of the European swallow? Yes. Well, I don't know, but I was going to say, uh, uh, remember that story about the bird? They trapped, they they tied a, I don't know, a one gig USB key or yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah, and Tell, set, it was a Telstra broadband comparison. Yeah, yeah, and I think they had what a one gig or something, and said, okay, fly over to wherever, and they started uploading a file to the same place, and the pigeon got mm. there first, so therefore the terabot, the the gig of data <clears> got to its destination before the upload did. So there you go. Yeah, it was like the other side of the city. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't far. It was a- yeah. Yeah, it wasn't far. It was an interesting story, but obviously... It's quicker than Australia Post. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's quicker than broadband, so how, how do you think about we, that? We get, a, we get a ladder. We've got a... Our uh, real estate is, I don't know, what, six blocks that way, mm. and it takes up to... I think the longest I've seen is 11 days yeah, to get right. a ladder from there to here. From, yeah, right. Yeah, right. That, and it goes, we're, we're both through the same post office. Mm. <laughs> like, it's not like it's got to go anywhere else. Yeah. Well, we've, I remember. You guys realize there's actually an R, uh, internet RFC from the networking network working group for IP over avian carriers with quality of service. <laughs> it's, but, official, it's an official RFC 2549. This memo defines the experimental protocol for the internet community. It does not specify an internet standard of any kind. <laughs> remember, uh, as, uh, awesome. amends... <laughs> I remember looking this through this memo amends RF one RFC one one four nine, a standard for the transmission of IP datagrams on avian carriers with oh. quality of service. <laughs> it's remember... experimental is not recommended, but it's. <laughs> 
Remember on your in your Telstra contract or your your, your dial-up contract, it used to be uh, we would uh, even though they went up to what fifty-seven seven or whatever they went up to fifty-four four was it? I don't know I can't remember, but uh, <clears throat> whatever it went up to, there was in the contract it was we will only guarantee twenty-four hundred. <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Yeah, because all, yeah. all the exchanges still only had a bank of those modems. They hadn't upgraded any of the exchanges yet. Yeah, right. Or any of the uh, ISPs yet, yeah. Yeah, well, for all those youngsters out there, it used to take us about about an hour, you'd get about 13 meg down. <laughs> that's that's going strong. Uh, you had a fast connection. Yeah. I used to, we used to break up when Quake when Quake was a thing, and you never file check Quake because it was illegal to do that. But when you had to transport Quake from computer to computer, uh, you would break them down into 1.44 meg chunks for two reasons. One is it fitted on a floppy, and secondly, that's how much you could get per hour out of the free university because it would boot you off after every hour, so you could get a 1.44 transferred. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Thank goodness for RAP files, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Oh, look, what I remember. was invented for. Yeah, I remember going. I remember going back to the twelve hundred, twenty four hundred. I think it was like uh, an hour or two just to download like eighty k or something. <laughs> it's just or eight hundred k. Yeah, you'd load a web page, and the animated under construction GIF would be the last thing to load, and it would be loaded by the time you finish reading the page. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 sticking with stuff that's oh, not wow. loading, uh, Microsoft Zero Day reveals uh, Windows XP exposure. Okay, so uh, a wave of targeted attacks. And we all know Windows XP has bit the dust. It's not getting supported. So you're probably best to put it in the cupboard somewhere if you've still got one. A wave of targeted attacks against serious vulnerabilities in Internet Explorer exposed the increased risk facing organizations and consumers using XP. Now, Microsoft issued a security advisory on Sunday warning that every supported version of Internet Explorer is impacted by the vulnerabilities. Thank you. That's very nice. Yeah, but hang on. It's we're not talking XP. We're talking Internet Explorer. Yes, that's Internet Explorer. That's got nothing to do with XP. Well, yes, it has because it, XP has Internet Explorer, and there won't be any. Yeah, but only if you use it. True. <laughs> so, true. <laughs> true. So, and and the analysis. Thing is they're not going to update the XP version of Internet Explorer, so it's just going to stay vulnerable no yeah, matter no, what. That's so. right. But don't use it so you don't Friends don't let friends use Internet Explorer, people. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Give yeah. me a key, not too drunk to drive. Well, what's the, what's the latest <laughs> you can go up to on XP anyway? It's nine, is it? Or probably not even that. Might even be seven. X IE seven. I know it's at least eight. Eight something. Might be eight. Eight or nine, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, an analysis of the latest Microsoft Zero Day threat conducted by this joint FireEye showed that the attacks won't work if Adobe Flash is not installed on your system. So that's the root cause of it, by the sounds of it. The Adobe Flash. Flash. Huh. Mm. That's a surprise. Adobe did release a patch to fix uh, whatever the vulnerability was related to their Flash anyway. So, so I wonder if that came through to the XP. Not an issue if you update it. <laughs> I suppose it would have. Yeah, the criminals behind the campaign use a malicious shockwave Flash file to carry out the attack. So removing Adobe Flash is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and said an attack without the use of Flash still may be possible. So all users, including those still running XP, what are you doing? <clears throat> Need to consider Hang an alternative on, talking, browser. Yeah, they're talking Shockwave Flash, like Macromedia Flash, aren't they? But it's not, all Adobe. Uh, not, not Adobe Flash. Isn't it, well, Adobe, Adobe bought yeah. Macromedia Corporation, which made Flash and Shockwave, which are two similar type technologies. So uh, Adobe released a patch for their Shockwave, which fixed it. So there's Flash, there's Shockwave, Flash, Player, and it's... That's what I mean. They're technically different formats. 
What are they? Shockwave Flash and Flash, a different format, yeah. Adobe Flash, as we as we know it, Adobe Flash and Shockwave Flash are two different formats. Mm, fair enough then. I'll, I'll believe you. I don't particularly go for either of them, so they just they just work. Well, they make things work, yeah. so that's all right. But uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> or break things. Well, it depends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, so the Adobe Flash updates they come down automatically, don't they? Yeah, if you let them, yeah. If you let them, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool, cool. All right, uh, Will, what's been going on in your world? Well, uh, whilst you're talking about, um, you're just talking about the vulnerability in XP there, there's also a, Microsoft has announced there's an Internet Explorer browser floor that ex- affects all Internet Explorer versions right through to the current one and works on every, ver- yeah, works on every version of Internet Explorer that, you, that is available. The floor allows for remote code to be executed by corrupting memory stored within the browser. I thought I, I already did that. Potentially allowing an external system to take full control of your PC. Um, so basically, yeah, um, not, not just XP, it's right through every Internet Explorer. The short answer is don't use Internet Explorer, really. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I'm sorry, just don't. It's bad, naughty. Mm. Well, you know, you can't even with the tax mm-hmm. office. And if you've got one of those Oz keys, I don't know, you know, people who've yeah. got one, you'll know what they're all about. They're just a, it's a key to so you can transact with the ATO. So everything works fine until you go to try and use an Oz key. And if you're on IE <laughs> 11, E don't work. And so you've mm-hmm. got to actually, you can't even back, you can't even make IE. Emulate, uh, yeah. Emulate it, be it uh, back editions. You've, you've got to use Chrome or Firefox. It just won't work yep. on IE. It's just, it's mental. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, that's the Good. story. Good. Don't use IE. Problem solved. Having said that, Officeworks is completely opposite. When you do online ordering on Officeworks, the only browser it will work on is IE. If you use any other browser, it will not load. Yeah, right. So what? I guess it doesn't order online from Officeworks. Well, I can browse online. I can browse on Officeworks yeah. online. Yeah, you can browse it. You can't order. It won't place the order. It'll do the shopping cart. It'll do the whole thing. It'll go the confirmation. Mm. It'll go the purchase order number, the delivery, the whole, the account number, and you can't submit. That'd be right. Where's your nearest <laughs> office works up there? In up there in good old. Oh, we got heaps of them. There's about four within sort of the same distance. Why do you order online, or why would you want to? Wouldn't oh, you? for work. But wouldn't it be quicker just to pop down the shop? It's free delivery. Hello. <laughs> Oh well, in that case, why should I go all that way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why would I want to? Why should I spend three dollars in fuel when I can get it delivered for free? Yeah, well, don't worry about going out in the sun or anything. <laughs> go, hey, for, go, for, that. go for a walk. Vitamin D is overrated. Oh, I tell you, it is. It just gives you cancers. <laughs> oh. I know. I've got. I've got them. I had to get them. Let all. the emails begin, folks. Let the emails begin. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll stop there and uh, we'll answer a few. <laughs> we'll be back. If I hey, you didn't say anything about not, me not saying evening. You just said I couldn't say tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what did you say? Didn't you hear it right at the start of the show. What'd you say? Good uh, evening. As soon as I said it, I'm like you, dickhead. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll remember that. I'll now, see if I can say, take it out. say the word day and then Glenn can sample it and then paste it over the top of it. <laughs> yeah. Day. 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 Good day. day. It's, it's been day. a good show, day. Auto tune it your heart out. Oh. It's been a good show to day. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, uh, let's go back here. 
Yeah, there's a story for you, Will. Oh, I better get Jace to do a story. No, we'll do this one. Then we'll go to Jace. What are we doing? I don't know. We'll just, we'll just do this one. <laughs> Here's some good news. If you like MacBook Airs, prices have dropped. How good's that? Apple has updated and updated the, the specs as well. Uh, they've updated the MacBook Air, reducing the price and boosting performance. The entry-level model, the 11-inch with 128 gig of flash storage, remains the same price at a 10.99. Ink, just as well. Ink, the paying GST. That's what we need. Ooh, wrong graphic. Uh, the top end, which is the 13-inch, 256 gig top end model, now costs 13.99, which is a $50 reduction. All four MacBook Air models now feature 1.4 gig dual core Intel Core i5 processors i think i said a word twice then compared to last <laughs> week's versions last last week's versions <laughs> last year's version you said any words then no <laughs> uh which were 1.3 gigahertz core for i5s now the backbook airs ram remains the same at four gig across the board and as intel hd graphic 5000 chipset is also unchanged now 50 dollars is i think i don't know if i was if you were apple and I know, geez, we do wish we were because we'd be rolling in it. But, I mean, 50 bucks. Like, the things are as dear as <clears throat> hell anyway. So, is 50 is bucks... Is that before or after the Australian tax? No, that is... That is uh, that is, uh, that'd be after. In the That's... US, they were $100 less. Yeah, I see. Mm, well, the UK, they were 256 or something. But we get a little $50 mm. reduction. Uh, Australia. Yeah, but in any case, like 50 bucks, if you were determined, if you were going to buy it, my point was if you're going to buy a MacBook Air, I don't think $50 is going to really sway your decision. So I'm thinking from a, from the no. Apple's point of view, why reduce it in any case? Like, wouldn't you just get the fifty extra 50 bucks? You know what I mean? They'd probably like, just reduce their well, uh, do, import taxes. They will do price matching and stuff. Anyways, you, I got uh, my MacBook Pro was probably fifty to seventy dollars cheaper than advertised at Apple anyway. Because I went to, I said, "Oh, JB's got it for this. Can you match it?" And they're like, "Yeah, we'll actually I'll knock off an extra forty bucks for you as well under that." So oh, okay. I didn't ask them to cut it under. I just said to match <clears> it. And they said, "No, we'll go even go less." So, hmm. but anyway, you know what I mean. Like I'm just thinking, like fifty dollars is not going to sway someone to say, "No, I do not no longer want to go and buy a MacBook Air." I don't think that's mm. how it works. But anyway, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, Jace, what have you been speaking... up to? Oh, sorry, oh, Will. Sorry, I was just going to say quickly, just speaking of uh, price reductions, mm. <laughs> I know who stays up at 3 o'clock in the morning and watches you know, TV. The, um, the bullet, the magic bullet. Got the uh, <laughs> the t new Total Gym XLS, you know that thing Chuck Norris brags about. Oh, that spreadsheet. Um, yeah, and you know the old one. I had one a years ago, and it was three hundred bucks, like mm. ten years ago. And a man of mine bought one a few years ago, and it was three hundred or four hundred bucks. I thought, yeah, cool. I'll ring up out of curiosity because you know I could afford to lose a kilo or two, or ten or twenty. Um, and <laughs> I said, I just rang him up out of curiosity, thinking, oh, it's five hundred bucks. I've got a payment plan. Yeah, that's right. I'll get that. I said to him, I'll you know cut all the crap. I've had one before. I know all the high marketing hype that goes with it. How much is it? He goes, oh, it's just ten easy payments. I went, yeah, I know, but how much is it? Oh, ten easy payments are two hundred and forty dollars. What? Hang on a minute. $2,400. dollars $2, for two bits of round bar and a slidey thing. Oh, Chuck you must be now? doing it hard. <laughs> and they go, no, no, that's what they are. I said, um, no, they're not. All right, see ya. And oh, please write to your local TV station and request some Texas Ranger repeats. Chuck and an hour later, <laughs> they rang me back. No, you know, no, just out of the blue, rang me back and said, oh. My manager's just authorised um, a 25% 
discount. <laughs> so, okay, it's still a lot of money, but my point is, out of the blue, for no reason, they rung me back and offered me 25% off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they need to get rid so, of it. So, how much can are they making on these things? Oh, 2300 <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. So, so how is it, Will? <laughs> is it <fun? laughs> yeah, it's great. The cardboard box is about this big, <laughs> and it's still on the back of you the. Are truck looking for me. A lot. You are looking a lot thinner this week. Well, that could be just the. Uh, aspect. Yeah, well, wait, conferencing. wait, wait till summer, Will. Keep the box and then crawl in it in the summer. <laughs> You know what you do is you find a big hill, big grass hill, and you slide down the hill, and then you've got to drag it all the way back to the top again. Yeah, that'd work. That's what it is. Mm, yeah, that'd work. <laughs> That's far more exercise. <laughs> all right, uh, Jace. Sorry, what, we'll your game. <laughs> what, what have you got going this week? Do we want to talk about cut down prices and stuff. Folks who prefer the long distance communications to be, to the, be of the face to face variety have a new option for multi person powwows. Skype announced on Monday. That group video calling is now a free feature on the desktop version of the Windows Skype client, Macs, and the Xbox One, nice. with the support for additional platforms, including modern UE Skype app baked into Windows 8.1 coming in the future. Previously, nice. at least one caller needed an $8.99 per month Skype premium subscription to organize a group video chat. Google Hangouts has offered the group video calling for free for several years now with Google Plus, and uh, recently... The Microsoft-owned Skype appears to be striking while the iron is hot. So I was actually signed up with a premium account. Mine was $4.99 a month, though. But uh, now I just cancelled my subscription because I don't need to. Mm. I wonder how many people wouldn't know. Do you you reckon they automatically cancel subscriptions? Because they go, oh, it's free now. So uh, I wonder how many people just forgot they even had a subscription. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I never paid for it because, like, there's other alternatives, isn't there? Like this one. The Zoom. Far superior. Well, the thing is, okay, it's all fine and dandy to offer a service to somebody. Yeah, no worries. Everybody can use it. It's free for everyone. Okay, you might have compatibility problems. Probably going to be glitchy. Your video is not going to be great. Your audio is going to be pretty ordinary. It's going to be pretty CPU intensive. It might regularly crash. Um, you can't do a lot and a lot of things don't work and some cameras aren't compatible, especially Microsoft cameras. But feel free to use it. Chat all with all your mates. It's great. Now, how many <laughs> Do we know how many... Uh, what What is the maximum conference you can yeah, have. Yeah, I did say. I think it was, uh, I did say in one of the stories I was reading. I it's like it was uh, 10, but it works really good with about four or five. Okay, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's all right. Uh, so you guys, you guys use this Skype for Obsidian Loft? You no. We tried it once and it was so terrible <laughs> because it kept on screwing up Will's audio. Uh, it's trying to do audio cancelling of noise cancelling when it, it doesn't does need that. to. Yes. And so it was nothing. We sat there for like an hour and a half one night before our show, just trying to get it going. Show ended up going till about 11 o'clock once we did get something going. Oh, we just switched to Google Hangouts. Bang, the audio was great. We mm. had no lag, high quality video. Everything was fantastic on Google Hangouts. So that's right. another reason why I was uh, ready to cancel my subscription mm. anyway. I think you were telling me just before the show that the Hangouts now is uh, you can do. Uh, what did you what did you call it, Will? Screen yeah, share, yeah, like your blo- your multiple that, multiple screens, like your yes. quads and whatever. Yes, yes. So it's not just the yeah. so it's not just the the main one big picture in the middle and the 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 uh, thumbnails. Yeah, the thumbnails. Yeah. No, if, if um you'd watch you know the, uh, a podcast we do called Obsidian Loft, um <laughs> you would see on there that uh, is it yeah, well, actually... <laughs> oh, yeah, finish, finish this story and I'll give you a chance in a sec. 
Yeah, so so Scott. So anyway, so okay. So don't finish the story. Sorry, I, I completely. No, I just lost it when Warlock started. It's all right. Don't all mind right. me. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, the, we, when we cap, when I capture the screen, hmm. I can now just capture as well as capturing each person individually. I can also do like a Brady Bunch thing and capture the whole screen and have like a, a checkerboard pattern going on. So yeah, okay, it's actually pretty neat. Whoops. Yeah, nice, nice. All right. So now we'll. What what is this Obsidian Loft that we speak of? Tell us. Obsidianloft.com. Uh, uh, well, spell basically, it you know, as well, Mine- Minecraft is, sorry? I did spell it probably as well, please. Obsidian, O-B-S-I-D-I-A-N, uh, Obsidian Loft. Um, in other words, you've got rocks in your head. Um, but uh, basically, it's it's about all about Minecraft, Minecraft-related uh, specialty podcast. Um it's all about, you know, everything from news to how-tos to uh, server tours, all sorts of things. Basically, uh, Minecraft's a game of punching trees. It's basically Lego, 3D Lego, effectively. It's awesome. Um, it's one of those games most people play it and they can't tell you why. Uh, <laughs> and it's starting to get a massive big following. And we figured, well, you know, we might as well. We play it enough. We might as well talk about the thing. So, mm. uh, yeah. So, you can go to obsidianloft.com and check that out. You can also go to mc.obsidianloft.com to check out our free public server. Now, also, interestingly, you do do an audio version of this podcast. Uh, we we will be starting that up again when we get – we've got a few bugs we're sorting out. Um, we will be putting an audio version up, but it will be available on – I think actually a couple are up on iTunes, so it will definitely be, be re-happening again. We've just had a few uh, – We've been changing technologies over the last few weeks, so mm. there's been a few incompatibilities. Even some of the videos have been screwy and stuff like that. So yep. we're working on it. It's a new show. We're only to our 10th episode, so it's a whole different animal. Mm. So, yeah, so you might be wondering, okay, we've gone through Skype, we've gone through Hangouts. What do we use on the Aussie Tech Heads? Well, I'll tell you, we're using this thing called Zoom. And you can go find that at zoom.us. And it's not too bad. You get a 40-minute free conference. Uh, or if you want to pay... Uh, <laughs> Oh, my thing fell out. If you want to pay uh, uh, ten bucks a month, you can uh, go and have an unlimited conference, unlimited conflab with your have a powwow with your best and fairest. If you and like, look, it. it's not too bad. The, you know, for the most part, the, the it's a very fairly lightweight program. You don't actually need it installed. If you don't have access to it, you can use it straight through the website. Um, it works through there. You can also use it on mobile devices. It's a pretty mm. decent little program. It does have a few minor drawbacks for our show we can't use it for there is a certain amount of lag involved when you're doing screen capturing and things like that which completely destroy our show with the the game captures um but yeah i mean there's 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 nothing wrong with it it's certainly a great alternative to skype um and if you are looking for an alternative and you've tried hangouts and don't like it go for zoom it's it works well it's pretty good now uh just quickly a small telco has been hit with a twenty thousand dollar do not call fine so not taking notice of the do not call register by the sounds of it. Now this joint Zone Telecom. Uh, now they're down in where are they? In Victoria somewhere, I think. Uh, yeah, Victoria has has have had to have paid twenty thousand four hundred dollars infringement for making telemarketing calls to numbers listed on the do not call register, according to the ACMA. We all know who they are. Despite and uh, quoting the ACMA, despite warning signs early in 2013, uh, the company last the company list might have had numbers from the register. Zone Telecom chose to accept the risk and continued with its telemarketing activities. Naughty, naughty. Yep. Twenty thousand. No, I mean, uh, quite a few companies have done that. That's twenty grand. Big deal. You get a dozen customers. You've covered that. Well, it depends. Oh, well, I get. Or oh, twenty grand. A dozen customers over. 
Uh, Over two years of their contract, yeah, they paid for so. that fine. And then the other few hundred customers you've got are cream. Mm. Maybe the fines need to be bigger. That's not a very, yeah, when, when you put uh, it that way. Hosted, hosted the company is from uh, Singapore, is it? Is it really? Yeah, I was just looking at that. looks like well, it. The address is up on your screenshot.com.sg. Mm. Oh, okay. They might be too. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, that's what Zone uh, Telecom are doing. Cutting the balls off the competition. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, God, this mouse pisses me off. That's not what it looks like. <laughs> All I can see is your arm wiggling and your boobies bouncing. <laughs> and me thing fell out. <laughs> oh, nothing worse than that. <laughs> I'm Especially in the middle of it all. <laughs> There's a little furry thing kissing you on the ear then, Will. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's normal. That's not uncommon at all. <clears throat> all right, where's me mouse? What are we up to now? Apple again. Okay. Uh, well, we'll give you a shot now, Will, after we come back. Let's go for... Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech That's where you'll find us. Go and uh, check us out. Our, our, our paid, our paid iOS app. Sure you did. <laughs> yeah, paid iOS app, paid Android apps. But for that day only, the day that you look, whatever app is on that day, it will be for free. And that's uh, Jace is putting up the Android ones and I'm putting up the iOS ones. So you got that? I'm sure you're clear after that mumble. Okay, I uh, will. <laughs> Please support our podcast. We need to buy Glenn a straight jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Need to get the marbles out of me. Or an now. interpreter. <laughs> so, blah, 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 blah. All right, well, Touch, I think. <laughs> what, what's, what else yeah. is happening in the world? Uh, dear. All right, first up, just an incentive. I'd like guys who uh, to watch the YouTube videos because every week I put videos up and I'm not going to tell people what they are anymore. If Glenn can't guess it, I ain't telling and I want uh, people to email in and let us know what it is. Um, okay, so I got an interesting story. We were talking at the start of the show about old technology. Um, you know, you would think that something like, oh, I don't know, a nuclear warhead isn't really that old a technology. Um, but uh, you'd be pleased to know that in the underground base in Wyoming in USA, uh, where, of course, there's a nuclear warhead, uh, <laughs> one of the 450 Minuteman 3 missiles tucked away and ready to launch, uh, the um, United States version of 60 Minutes had a rare look inside the missile silo and they were wandering around and um, all the security passes and the information is stored on 8-inch floppies. Oh, <laughs> you're joking. Oh, wow. The silo's, the silo's 23-year-old deputy missiler, yes, that's a real job, said he'd never even seen a floppy before he took this job. <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear <laughs> they're using yeah all their it contains all um <clears throat> all the weaponry all the codes uh whereas it? it also says uh the more concerning part however is it's irreplaceable the configuration and maintenance guides on the old discs are f the discs are degrading to the point where data is becoming unrecoverable well, and I the the information on those discs, there is no modern program that will read it, only the old program that they used to write it in the first place, which doesn't support modern media. So they have no way of copying this data onto a modern media. Have they cut the notch out of the other side so they can <laughs> use it? And turn it over. <laughs> turn it over. <laughs> have they done that? They um, should. Save money. Uh, 
<clears throat> Thankfully, <throat> I know Telstra. No, Telstra. IBM still sell those discs. So guys, go and make a couple of backups. Oh, show but, us that. Um, show, show us the picture again, Will. Can you do that? Uh, that yeah, I can do that. That I one wanna... there, the picture of the eight eight-inch floppy. Oh, look, it's um, right protected. It hasn't got notches on any side. It's well, out. you probably would want to right protect it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Hang on, there we go. But, Sorry. Uh, yeah, you it's... can see in that shot there, actually. You can see, I mean, this is a photo of the command missile silo. There's IBM PS2 macro keyboards. It's There's ceramic telephones. There's, <laughs> um, you know, track tractor feed A3 printers under the desk there. Oh. Like, I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. At, at minimum, can you please update to five and a quarters, please? Yeah, or something, yeah. yeah, three and a half. Yeah. Zip drives, they've got to be more reliable at this point, haven't they? <laughs> I don't know. Mate, well, why don't but they just yeah, go to um, punch cards? That, they're the most reliable. All right. Yeah, well, they, don't, they don't deteriorate over age. No, well, you could get a plastic <laughs> one. All right. Uh, yeah, see it. Jace, what, what do you got for us? Well, uh, Recode reports that Vic Gondotra, who helped introduce the climate to the world to Google's social network, Google Plus is leaving the company. Kodotra wrote a heartfelt uh, farewell post on his Google Plus page. I've been incredibly fortunate to work with amazing people of Google. I don't believe there's a more talented and passionate collection of people anywhere else. And I'm overwhelmed when I think about the leadership of Larry Page and what he empowered me to do while at Google. From starting Google I.O. to being responsible for all mobile applications to creating Google Plus, none of this would have happened without Larry's encouragement and support. Good on you, Larry. Big change there. I wonder if what that says for the future of Google Plus as well. Mm, well, Google Plus is uh, is integral, isn't it, into what Google's trying to do? Like they're exp- as what I've been reading of it. You know, they 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 just keep expanding that thing. You know, to try and it has been, yeah. yeah. So it's getting more integral into the whole scheme of things. There's more and more bad press against Facebook. You know, so um, I don't know. I don't know. I think Google Plus might be worth having a deeper look at. The only thing I can't work out, and you might be able to tell me what I'm doing wrong if, if I am doing something wrong, is like, yeah, I've signed into Google, right, with my sign-in. But uh, say the, the Aussie Tech Heads has got its own G Google Plus page. How can I post to that from my account? I don't think I can. I think I have to sign out and sign in as the Aussie Tech Heads, don't I? Would that be right? If you created a separate account for it, yes. Uh, although I think you can uh, give other people management to your page. They do that in uh, YouTube. But oh, um, yes. if you create it as a page, like a Facebook page type thing, yep. you can manage as different ones as you like. If you created a new account and logged into that, then you're going to have to uh, yes. log out and log back in again. Yes, but then say if you wanted to, you're on something and you want to plus one it, or you're on a web page and now you've got that little plus one, uh, it, it will default go to whatever account you're signed into, not the one that you might want to post on if you manage it. Yep. Mm, yep. There's no way around that as far as you know. Not that I know of, no. no. They've still got the um, Google API pretty much locked down for Google Plus because they don't want people type, like um, I use an application called Selective Tweets, which uh, reads my Twitter account. And if I put hashtag FB at the end of any tweet, it automatically posts it to Facebook. Google doesn't really want you posting stuff to Facebook, to Google Plus, just spamming everything everywhere. They want you to log in and write something interesting rather than mm. a 140 character thing that you had on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think they've got, I think I found it tricky because I think they've changed so much and every five minutes they're changing things. Well, I've got like three accounts because you needed one, you needed a, a, an account 
if you wanted to do a business. You need an account if you wanted to be personal, and you need an account if you wanted to have a page. And now I've got like yeah, the, the look. The look of Google Plus is looking a lot more like Facebook too with the new update. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Twitter. Yes. Twitter. You see the new Twitter uh, theme is profile yes. is rolled out so that when you log on there, it comes up with great big boxes and stuff and tells you how many people have retweeted your things and all that mm. sort of stuff. But like in reality, like who, who goes to twitter.com? Like it's just all clients. Oh no. <laughs> it's just all, you know, I get my tweets through the client. I suppose you guys would be the same. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I have a nice client called Janetta that I run at work and I just have that because I can run it as a one column and it sits over on that side of the screen and just takes up a few inches on the right hand side of the screen right. and the rest of the screen I can use for other browsing and stuff. So mm. that way I went to twitter.com, you have to open up a whole page and then flip back to the whole page, read through this one. I can just leave it in the corner of the screen. Yeah. I notice out of the corner of my eye, something updates and I have a look over there. I can read it and go back to what I'm doing. It's really yeah. good. I'm still doing the tweet deck. I don't mind that. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. Uh, Apple offers to fix a rare iPhone 5 fault. Ooh, ah. Apple has offered to replace faulty on off buttons on the iPhone 5, a rare glitch that it said on Friday affected a small percentage of the previous generation smartphones. Apple said on its user support page that iPhone 5 models manufactured through March 2013 may be affected by the issue in which the button, also known as a sleep-wake mechanism, stops functioning or works only intermittently. Now, there's a site on Apple, and there's uh, in the show notes, aussietechers.com.au forward slash podcast, go to the show notes, and there's a link there to the Apple site where you can push your uh, iPhone 5 serial number into, and it'll tell you if your phone is eligible for a fix. So I put mine in, and it wasn't, but thankfully, it doesn't need fixing. But uh, my... I was going to say, so what happens if you're not eligible for a fix, but it breaks? You gotta pay for it. Well, well, my other point to this, <laughs> my story, other comment on this story, was that the iPhone five models manufactured through March two thousand and thirteen, wouldn't they still be under warranty through two thousand and fifteen? Because now they've got to do the two years, so they should be fixing them anyway. Not just yeah, but they, they what they're supposed to fix and what they do fix with Apple are two entirely different animals. Yeah, but if if you went in there and said my within your two years and said my on off button's broken, I'll have... say it's excessive use or it's mechanical damage or it's you've been too hard on it. Nah, they can't. How yeah, often do you turn your phone off and on? Quite easily. Yeah, look, hey, my mate, my mate's got um, steering wheel controls on one of the cars he bought a couple of years back, and after a few months, all the steering wheel controls stopped working. So he took it back into the dealership. And they said, oh, no, it's caused by excessive use of the wheel. What? No. If you didn't steer so much, you would have been right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you Stop had a, a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> Stop turning corners. <laughs> we told you when you would walk out of That can't be right. So mm. I looked it up, and apparently it's a perfect – if they can find an excuse that's a legitimate that they claim is a legitimate excuse, they don't have to cover it under warranty. Mm. Yeah, so they, well, they don't think they have to cover it under warranty when you push them. When push comes to shove, they do, but they don't make your life easy about the whole thing. Mm. What do you think they built the car yard on the straight road? Huh? There, take <laughs> yeah, a hint. You drive out. You turn to drive out, and that's it. You can't turn that's after it. that. No more turns. <laughs> you've, you've got to equalise your turns. If you turn three lefts to get home, next time you take that car out, you've got to turn three rights. Otherwise, you're gone. That thing is busted. <laughs> All That's right. it. Yeah, that was his uh, 
is Gen 2's um, Proton. The day, well, the day, (laughs) he should have known. As he was driving out of the car yard the first day, the window fell out. Um, (laughs) So they took it back and they fixed that. And then he got home and the next day the car wouldn't start. And turned out someone from the factory that actually put the fuel filter in back to front and had been working this whole time and then suddenly decided that the one-way valve thing should work in it and stop the fuel from getting through. Mm. <laughs> All right. like, yeah, that's a good car. Oh, stinky's falling out. Okay. <laughs> Are your ears falling off? They must they got bigger. Oh, yeah, they must have. <laughs> your orifice expanded. Ooh. No, it's the same <laughs> size. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a clever boy. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go. Let's go and see. Let's go fly a kite. We better have a story from you then, Will. Um. All right, we better have a story from William. What's uh, what's going on? All righty. Well, I was going to do a serious one, but then I come across a better one. Um, there was, there's been rumors for years that basically when Atari released uh, ET, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred back in the day, when they released ET, that was the end of Atari. That just completely destroyed the company. Basically, in 1982, the the hit you know, ET was uh, 1982 Steven Spielberg movie um, was released, and five and a half weeks after of production they released the game in time for the christmas for that year the game was uh basically notoriously difficult to play had an unusual structure and it didn't appeal to gamers so atari um but what happened was atari had mass produced millions of these copies um that worked on not only the original atari which is i don't know if you guys remember this is the original atari 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 and then they went from this to the 2600. The mm. inside, the, oh, I remember the that. same thing, but they that, looked a bit sexier at 2600. That's my favourite. Um, what were all those knobs? They're obviously an off and on. Well, power, power, on, off, turbo mode, reset, hard, medium, difficult, one, two player, <laughs> uh, game mode and something else, yeah. Yeah, right. What a look. But uh, basically, so what happened was because there were so many consoles, the Atari 2600 had sold millions of, of consoles. It was quite popular in the day. And they decided to make basically one game per console. Now, it actually didn't work and it failed miserably and bankrupt the company. But the myth was that all these cartridges had been buried in a landfill in New Mexico. And it's been contested for ever since then that that's not true and there's no, you know, it, there's no such thing and, and all that sort of stuff. So Microsoft, of all people, actually decided to commission a documentary into the unearthing of the Atari games. And um, so they did. They, they got these couple of guys and they basically went to, a, went to this giant landfill that everybody suspected was where Atari had dumped these games and found ET. Um, and they started digging for a while and um, in through the rubble, sure enough, they actually uncovered um, <laughs> stacks and stacks and hundreds of cartridges, not only ET, but you know all these different games they actually uncovered. Um, so, yes, yeah, so there you go. It turns out that um, ET actually did kill Atari. 
So the, the story went on and was going, as a backhoe scattered a huge scoop yeah. <laughs> of 30-year-old trash and dirt over the sand, the film crew spotted boxes and booklets carrying the Atari logo. Soon after, a game cartridge popped up, and then another, and then another, and then another. Uh, the... It's like a Nintendo. you got to blow on it and put it back in and push it back down. It'll be fine. <laughs> a former Atari manager <laughs> who was invited by the production to the dig site, he says in 1983, the company tasked him with finding an inexpensive way to dispose of 728,000 cartridges they had in a warehouse in El Paso, Texas, as Will said. After a few local kids ran into trouble for scavenging and the media started calling him about it, he decided to pour a layer of concrete over the games. <laughs> they never wanted to, they didn't want ET coming home, did they? They wanted instead of going, hey, we've got too many games, let's do a promo deal where, oh, I don't know, we give away a game with a console or no, no, let's just bury them all in concrete. That's that's much better solution. Yeah. Well what was the what was they, the... They, sold, they sold a million copies of it because uh, it was tied into the movie ET. But the hmm. guy who wrote it, they gave him six weeks to write it because they wanted to get it out as soon as possible into people's heads and hmm. write a game in six weeks. Even now, it's not going to be that great unless it's Flappy Bird, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you look at some of the graphics on the AT game. That's it's horrendous. Yeah. horrendous. And the, the, uh, the graphic collisions and everything was terrible and the sound was terrible, but it's going to be – it was uh, recorded as part of a dig for a new documentary documentary series Xbox is producing with Fuel Entertainment and Lightbox called yeah, Signal to Noise fascinating. that will stream on Xbox Live this year. Ah, that's why Mark – I was trying to figure out – because the story I've got to mention is nothing about that. I was mm. trying to figure out where the uh, Microsoft funding come from, but there you go. Yeah. It's for the Everyone's getting into video now. Um, Yahoo has just announced that they're going to be um, funding a couple of TV shows that are not going to be TV, of course. They're going to be on the Yahoo site and uh, a couple of TV series type series. I'm mm. uh, not sure if they're drama or comedy, but uh, now Netflix is doing it and probably Amazon – Yahoo and uh, Microsoft is getting some uh, original content for their platform as well. Mm. Now, look, going on from that, there's this guy called, uh, I'll find his name. His name is Noah Jeff- Glass. No, who? <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. Noah Glass. Mm. No, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Now, mm-hmm. do you know who that is? I know yeah. the name. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, well, mm. anyway, Jeffrey Katzenberg is uh, those who watched uh, Shrek. He, he was involved in the making of Shrek. Now, he's he's gone to some convention or whatever he's been doing, and he's gone, those who wanted to... So he's, all, he's had to give a talk about film downloads and how the, the model is, is going to change, so he thinks, uh, and change so you'll be charged uh, to watch the movie as per the screen size you watch it on. So I'm guessing, you know, so the bigger the screen, the more you pay. The smaller the screen, the less you pay. So he's gone on to say that those who watched on a movie screen would pay the most, while those using smartphones would only pay a small fee. The pricing model will be common in 10 years' time. Uh, he, he, uh, here's, here it is, here he goes. He, he runs the studio that has produced movies such as Shrek, Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda. He was speaking at the Mikan. Who? DreamWorks. Oh, is that what it is? And he was speaking at the Mikan Global Conference in California. Movies are not a growth business, he said. So a movie will come out and you'll have 17 days. That's exactly three weekends, which is 95% of the revenue for 90 
8% of movies. On the 18th day, these movies will be available elsewhere, ubiquitously, and you will pay for the size. Uh, the pricing... Fantastic, because the Australia Cinemas just announced that they're going to put the price of all the tickets up. Mm. Yeah, because the people are watching their, those, those, those pirate people and 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 uh, watching it on other platforms not coming to our movies and buying our expensive popcorn and our expensive tickets we put the price up and then people will buy more tickets that's surely. gonna work yeah why not how's this for a crazy out there thought though bring the price down and get more and then, right away you're wrong because you charge said, 50 bucks for some popcorn <laughs> but then you'd, you'd make it say more attractive to people to go out Rather it'd than, also be great because what you do is you uh, get a little iPod touch that's got a retina display mm, and mm. download those movies at 1080p and then airplay it through Apple TV <laughs> to your 100-inch LCD screen. You're only paying it for the little device because <laughs> that's what you're technically watching it on, but it streams <laughs> out to your big screen. Look fantastic and so cheap. The pricing model he suggested uh, was this is US dollars, was $15 per film for a movie-sized screen, $4 for a 75-inch or 190-centimeter screen uh, TV, and $1.99 for a smartphone. So that's what he goes. Um, on your 100-inch TV. Yeah, and, what? Uh, that's what I was trying to figure out. Posted, I think Warlock posted this. Somebody posted this on Facebook earlier today. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, hang on a minute. Just about every device that comes out this day, at the very least, has HDMI output. So my smartphones, you know, whether it be laptops, whether it be, you know, mm. get a little um, hot, hot HD picture frames these days. So this, this, you know, and it's like, well, if you're paying for a, a three-inch screen and it's HD, well, it's going to be watchable, perfectly watchable on mm. a fifty-inch screen. Well, I suppose, yeah. like, without actually being at the conference and knowing all the ins and outs of his speech. I thought this this actual this idea of his or whoever was absolutely ridiculous, and so after I finished reading the story, I went, "Hmm, who is this guy, Jeffrey Katzenberg?" So anyway, so I went and I found a picture of him. I had a look at him, and I went, "All oh, right, yeah, yeah, an old guy, as you would expect. He's got no idea of what's going on, and he's actually sixty three years old." And I thought, I just thought to myself, you know, he's probably he's he's from the old school, trying trying desperately to get mm-hmm. in touch with the new school. But he, it's just not going to work. As Will, as Will and Jace has just given us you know, numerous examples of how to, how to get around <laughs> it already. And still you're going to have torrent problems. Well, that doesn't I got an idea. CEO of DreamWorks. i got an idea. When you put a movie on, oh, I don't know, Hulu, Amazon, even YouTube's doing it now, BBC. When you put a movie on the internet for people around the world to look at, um, allow people around the world to look at it. You know, they there's will things pay called, money. There's things called local med, local local ad targeting where the ads played are specific to your region. Um, there's things like, oh, I don't know, gold coin donation. Hey, here's a buck. Let me watch that movie. You've got roughly what six and a half million computers connect, uh, billion computers connected to the internet. Hmm. Let's say twenty percent want to watch that movie. You do the math on that, but I'm sure it's more than a few million bucks they make at a box office. Mm. And how many people live uh, India-type groups and other um, 
music groups who've released their album on the internet said, we won't set a price. You pay whatever you think is mm. worth it. And they make millions much more than they would if they had gone through the normal distribution methods. Remember, well, there's a classic example of that with, um, if you go to YouTube, there's a group on YouTube called OK Go. Now, originally they were with Sony. Their label, they signed up with Sony. Sony was doing all their marketing, all their publicity, uh, everything like that. They went, no, nah, look, you just don't get us. We don't want to do that. We want to go it on ourselves. So, okay, cool. So, okay, go, completely ditched their marketing, ditched their manager, ditched everything old school. They went completely new school with everything they do and they basically went out on their own. Now, they started the YouTube channel, um, which has, you know, currently 265,000 subscribers. But as an example, their last um, song video, that I'm just quickly looking now, the last song video they put up, uh, let me just quickly check here, has uh it's only hasn't been out that long and it has 27 no sorry it has 42 million views wow that's good and that's ad revenue so you can't tell me that's not a better revenue model than the three cents an album they were getting from sony Mm. and then and then you know (laughs) you you think about the the issues with the the australian radio stations now you know the ones that are the the aria who makes the the stations pay to have their station rebroadcast on the internet or over mm. you know over the the broadband it's crazy but remember you would remember oh what five ten years ago the the audio the record companies again started to get a bit crazy and they was going we're losing money on all these um you know the 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 what you call it's the mp3 downloads and all this sort of napsters and all that sort of stuff yep. there was an idea floated the uh, blank CDs had to pay. They were down to charge like a royalty on every blank CD to try yeah. and. There was a blank. There was a blank tape tax. CD, yeah. There yeah. was a blank tape tax when uh, you, they started having machines that could play on one side and record on the other, and they added in extra money into the price of it because people would buy a blank ones and then just copy it. Yeah, if you if you had a tape deck that could dub, it was more. It was yeah dearer than it should have been because of that that reason. Mm. Same when they bought out the mini discs back in the day when Sony released their mini disc, which by the way was a fantastic format and they canned that way too early. Um, but it was the same deal. You could dub onto a mini disc, so it was the same thing. Every mini disc sold had actually had a I don't know if it was the mini discs or the players, but they actually had a tax on those as well for that exact reason. And yet you can they're now selling set top DVRs that you can record two channels to at the same mm. time. Yeah, and or record in a Blu ray as well. Yeah, well, they were in the US. There's four channels at once. Yeah, so it's yeah, crazy. Exactly. Like, like you got Sony Pictures crying about the problems, and then on the other side of the table, on the other side of the office, you got Sony DVD recorders. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, it's like hang on. Yeah, it's crazy. I just did a quick calculation, and okay, go their last four videos, which are their their four most common ones. Um, between those four videos, they've had over a hundred or over one hundred and ten million views on four videos. They do some great so, videos, don't they? Oh, and their videos are See the one where they play their song driving around in a car? Yeah, that's uh, Needing Getting. That's that's brilliant. Like, the car is actually the musical instrument. I love the yeah. I love And the, they did um, another one that had a, um, um, what is it called? A Goldberg machine? Rude Goldberg machine, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's really good. Like this one here, this is their Needing Getting. They say... The uh, the car is the instrument it's used for a and lot of slamming the, stuff. the doors is the uh, drums. 
Yep. And like if I fast forward, okay. you can see they're playing instruments and stuff inside the car. Yeah, right. But uh, you'll you'll see as they drive around the track, there's you know <laughs> playing piano. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> they awesome. They play piano. They play guitar. They they play you know big forty four gallon drums and mm. it's fantastic. It really is. <laughs> All right, I have to go and look. And what was that? What was that called, Will? Okay, uh, go. It's okay, go. Needing getting is that one, and the Rude Goldberg one is this tell ship. This two shall pass. Cool. Oh God, I lose yeah, my no. mouse all the time. And we can crap on, right? Now, yeah, well, you can crap on because I've got to go and actually do one. Um, <laughs> we'll be back after this. No, Wait, we'll be back after this message from our sponsor. That's yeah. And plus, me vid, plus me vid blast has stopped. So, um, oh, so I'm gonna have to. That's why we stopped using that. You're gonna to talk to Will about the. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know. He sent your... he sent me the details. Hang on, let me just <laughs> stop, stop, save. Hang on, I'll save what I've got. So this is hey, there's a game. Get on that. Stop, stop, save. <laughs> <laughs> How far do you go before you press the save button? Does it stop, does the stop, crash? save? Yeah, stop, it's stop, it's, it's like one of those. Stop, no, no, stop. it's like um. What was that? Is it a game of chance where you just keep pushing it just that little bit further? Do I stop here or do I go that one more? <laughs> That'd actually be a really good idea for a game. Back up or die. <laughs> you're on. doing the boss's important work and, and you've got to get it and you're in a rush and do I say, do I press the save button or do I keep typing? What do you do? <laughs> it's hope. Oh, here we go. We finally got it. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, I'm starting to get edgy. Okay. <laughs> Push a little daisy and make it come out. Oh, no, no, no. I've got to sit on it. <laughs> uh, what are we? Three, eight, nine, three, eight, nine. Have to call I've that. actually had that problem all week since I got home. When oh. I get home Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon. I'll put you on there. I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be yeah, back. Yeah. From that point. So, so Russia is fighting with the Ukraine and the US, and now we're worried about China? Um, no, no, this one's the uh Western Western Australia Financial Review. Oh, the fucked one, yeah, <laughs> that's fucked, man. Uh, I was just reading further down on that page, and you scroll down. Oh, further. yeah, the Germany 1914, China 2014. Yeah, that was um, today's fears about conflict in China in Asia. That's why we had to buy all those jet fighters because we have to take on Asia for the US now. And not only that, did you read? Did you see they forgot to actually put the barcode on the paper so they couldn't sell them? They had to give them away. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. And apparently, Women's Day did that um, for the Jennifer Hawkins and Jake Paul special, and it cost them $300,000. Oh. <laughs> Can you say fucked on the radio, though? Then it'll have to beep um, you. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say it. Well, there's beep. <laughs> yeah, the world is not in a good way. One of my yeah. friends in the in Western Australia bought the Mac, the newspaper just so we could take a photo of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got a story about this guy, Noah Glass. Yeah. He's um one of the original founders of Twitter, but nobody's ever heard of him. He's been written out of all the history books. Oh yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I heard Leo talk about him once. He um he basically, I mean, it's in his, it, I think. Most of it was his idea. Yeah, he's doing this thing, um, introduction, I make companies, solve problems, invent stuff, work with smart people. When I can evolve. You I read the original code. Start again. I founded a company called Audio. Audio, Audio. I used Audio. to use Audio. 
while audio, I started an R&D project called Twitter and it's turning out to be something. I'm now experimenting lots. And that was sort of the last thing anybody ever heard from him before he got forced out. Yeah. All right. Now I'm just going to... Billionaire. I'm just going to stop vid blaster for a minute because I've, I can't record again until I shut the vid blaster down. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who loses what. So <laughs> who just... uses this stupid bloody vid blaster program anymore? Seriously, come on. Oh, it's bloody ridiculous. <laughs> uh... Hang on, here it comes back again. I don't know why it just stops, eh? Because you get that pop up, pop under window. Hey. Remember you were having that problem where every time you do something, it'll pop that window under VidBlaster and you couldn't see it? Yeah, I still have it. I've got to go to the task manager. I have... I've got to go to the task manager to get rid of it all the time. I have no idea why. I've, I've tried to emulate that and I cannot get it to do it. Mm. Okay. Uh, where's my show notes? I think we should be back. Are we back, everyone? Where's the lounge? Um, hang on, I can have a look. Yeah, it's Milo. Milo has a few issues with his uh intranets. Hmm. Okay. Um it's not loading. Oh yeah, there we go. Yep, yep. We are live. Oh, that's a good show. Live that. and in your ear. All right. Now let's do a record. You're in my what? Get out of my there. <laughs> All right. Uh is it gonna start? Yes. <laughs> what are you one... doing there? I didn't allow that. Okay. You touched me. I went for oh, all I can think of was Peter Griffin. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. I'll tell you what, you know, I'll tell you what happens when we have a, a little break on the show. I'll tell you what, what goes on between the breaks. Will doesn't shut up, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's why you love me. Now, Skype, we all love Skype. Well, well, before we turn into some Microsoft behemoth. Now, Skype removes emojis. Is that how you say that word? Emojos or emojis? Which, which have potential mm. to offend. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Can we guess... Which one? I read this story, you know, and it said, uh, it said, it goes, some of the icons include a smiley face showing its middle finger and a woman's legs. And I went, okay, rightio, a woman's legs. Okay. And I'm thinking it must have been like legs stuck up in the air or something or something, you know, provocative or whatever. But no, it was just uh, a woman's legs standing up with high heels. So the changes happened more than a month ago, according to TechCrunch. So there you go. I did have, for, for those on video, I did have a, 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 an image, but it's Gee, disappeared. Lucky, lucky that story is up to date. <laughs> I know. TechCrunch is on the ball with that one. I know. Oh, have I frozen? All you right. have. You're doing wonders tonight. It's like that new movie tonight. from Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to have to do. We'll, no, uh, we're going to take a mid-story break. How's that? Okay, save that. It sounds like a mid-strength. Now, why is this? That window works. You know what? Unfortunately, the reason I don't shut up is because I hate dead air. And yeah, yeah I no, I'm only having a go. Well, it's, it's good. Yeah, no. No, I know, but it's, it's true. Like, radio and dead air is terrible. Yeah, I know. It's, it always irritates me as dead air. And if you haven't got anything intelligent to say, you make shit up. <laughs> I think I might know why the video stopped. Did you run out of hard drive space again? No, because when VidBlaster reloaded, it loaded an old, oh no, I was going to say an old PowerPoint file, but it still should be there, so there's no reason why. Let's see if I can get the dialogue. Mm. 
you can't get the bloody dialogue box going, eh? It's just... While you're doing that, I'd like to read you an autocorrect. <laughs> uh, people are... This actually, I don't, I can't, it's not something I can really read on the podcast because so, it takes too long, but there's people are going around sneakingly grabbing other people's phones and changing a particular word in the autocorrect to like entire passages from novels and stuff like that. So <laughs> That's funny. This one guy, this one guy changed um, uh, dirty, when the word dirty laundry came up on his mum's phone, he changed it. So it's like, I'm going to do a load of laundry. Let me know if you have any stately plump buke mulligan came from the stairhead bearing down a bowl of leather on which a mirror and a razor lay crossed a yellow dressing gown ungirdled was sustained it's like (laughs) a passage of ulysses (laughs) all right oh yeah well that have you got a picture of have you got a picture of your car coming pa i'd love to see that hey will you might like this one but a, a screenshot Joe Sen Tagato, thanks for the dinner at Taco, Taco Bell. He's talking on Twitter. Taco Bell replies, you're welcome, Joe. What did you get? He said, I got diarrhea, but it was worth it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like one of our customers today. She, um, um, she came in and uh, her husband was at the – because we got, we, our battery shop's next to a cafe. And so – her husband was next door grabbing some drinks and stuff, and she came in just to let me know they're there so I could change the battery. And he texted her a message, and it said, "I've got some cock for you at the cafe." <laughs> like, I gotta go now. I'm That's all. She we just are. started pissing herself, laughing. I'm like, "Why did she show me the message?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, bloody hang on. I'm just trying if this vid blast is going to come back to me." Um. Towards the light. <laughs> Stay away from the light. Okay. And it's so beautiful. <laughs> now, get rid of that. <clears throat> yeah, I was talking to a customer on a text and he said something blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to go, yeah, hold on to your socks. But it came out, <laughs> hold on to your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw it and I went, oh, shit. And then I said, sorry. At least you saw it. <laughs> it went down under your dick. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, what was the other one? The, um, what the, now you've, now you've blown the whole thing up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's good. I like that. <laughs> right. I'm back. Are we back? Ooh, okay. All right. Now we've. Well, should we do that one again? How long did that go? Come on. It was all seven seconds. Yeah, it was. It wasn't long. We might do that whole little emoji thing again. Okay. I'm still going to let them know what you do through the brakes, Will. Take <laughs> from behind. I know. I was trying to figure out the thing. Like a, what is she doing today? You're nearly getting your head bit off before. I was a bit worried. <laughs> is that one of the um that dude with the funny ears? Is that one of the like where the wild things are characters? You think so? <laughs> Breaks will. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you want to let them know what you do through the breaks? <laughs> okay, we will stop it there then. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. All right. You know, I bring you up to speed with what Will does through the through the breaks. We do have a couple of breaks here, you know, just to compose ourselves, and uh, you know, we need the we need the pat down. You know, what it's, it's a bit sweaty in here, but yeah. But I tell you, Will just does not shut up talking, do you, Will? You're just a little talk. talk I fest. love it, and you love me for it. I don't want to admit it. We do, we do. Now, look, here's <laughs> one here. Oh, where's my show notes gone? They disappeared with everything else. Now, Skype removes emojis which have potential to offend. Now, some of the icons include smiley face showing his middle finger and a woman's legs. Now, I would when I first read this, I thought, how does a woman's legs? Why is that offensive? You know, I thought they must have been sticking up in the air or doing something like that. You know, suggestive sort of thing. But no, just woman's legs wearing high heels. And as you can see, they're just she's standing up, so it's crazy. So there's one of a brown eye, there's a there's a one with a finger up, and one what one boxing. Why is that offensive? What? And spewing is that the one spewing? They're not. No, offensive. it's a bang his head against the wall. Oh, is it? I'll tell you, people are getting a bit too sensitive, aren't they? The changes happened more than a month ago, so we've only just realised. So obviously, <laughs> yeah, we're doing all right, aren't we? Uh, according to <laughs> TechCrunch. So there you Shows go. you how much we use them. Who wanted to make some money from Microsoft by suing them over being offended by non-offensive icons? Oh. So they're like, well, we better get rid of those. Yeah, but seriously. I'm, like, offended. I'm, I'm not offended by the offensive ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm offended by the non-offensive ones. Yeah, <laughs> that too. All right, uh, Jace, what else have you got for us, please? Well, the Irish government has continually invested in the industry of uh, broadband through favourable taxation laws and investment. And the newest moves come from this island nation. Broadband is the focus. Communications Minister Pat Rabit has said his department has cabinet sign off on a 512 million euro plan to ensure 1,100 villages in areas commercial operators don't consider viable will be connected to future-proofed fibre networks. Nice. Using predominantly fibre to the node technology. We've heard of that word, haven't we? Oh, Ireland's yeah. monopoly telco Aircom is currently blanketing the country with high-speed broadband up to 100 megs, with more than a dozen retail ISPs selling the services on top of that. It's likely this rollout will eventually be upgraded to full fibre to the premises deployment down the track as the need for higher speeds becomes more evident. Many metropolitan regions have also access to HFC cable network, providing speeds up to 200 megs through another telco UPC. And Ireland also has 3G mobile broadband available with competitive 4G services currently being launched. If Australia's government had curtailed Telstra from overbuilding Optus's HFC cable network back in the late 90s and had structurally separated Telstra into wholesale and retail arms, or at least at high degrees of regulation around the telco's existing operation separation, Australia's broadband situation might be as advancing as fast as Ireland's. Mm. Then it would be logical for a direct subsidy such as Rabit announced last week to support broadband in rural areas. But it's not going to happen. Did you say that that was uh, a monopoly from Ireland doing that? So, you know, monopolies are these incredibly bad companies that do nothing but destroy destroy the nation and they should be banned. Is that correct? Yes. See what yeah. happens is their monopoly, <laughs> their monopoly actually rolls out the technology and then lets people sell services on top of it, and then yeah. they do. I would say because with Telstra the problem is is you use Telstra as copper network, then Telstra is reselling their own is reselling their copper network to you, but also providing it at a slightly lower cost to people or something like that. You can't compete, so it's no good for you. But uh, if you keep mm. up the network underneath and let people sell on top of it 
you make your profits, everybody is happy and the people get upgraded. It's wonderful. Mm. What a paradise that would be. <laughs> it would be. What well, the MBN is pretty much, oh, it seems like it's dead in the water, doesn't it, really? Like there is nothing is. Yep. going on. It is. They haven't joined the eight houses down the end of the street, so it must be dead in the water. Yep. <laughs> But I mean, what did the, the coalition did have some sort of plan? Is that even kicked off? Like, is that even going? You know, like no, yeah, well, they, they had a plan. Slowly. The problem is that it was further behind in their term. And yeah. the problem is that it's they're rolling out using existing technologies, i.e., the currently degrading copper network, which is screwed mm -hmm. in so many areas. I mean, even in metropolitan Melbourne, there are people complaining that when it rains, they don't get internet. Heard of how that so that kind of thing, Mister Will? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, as, a, as a lot of you guys know, I lived in Melbourne, you know, around 98, 99, 2000 sort of thing. And even back then, that was a problem. And, and that's, you know, going on 15 years ago now. Um, the, the, the cable infrastructure was only a fairly new thing. Um, optic fiber, this new technology that's been around since World War II, that's a new technology that's only just starting to get implemented. Um, and the old copper, the old copper cables. Yeah, every time, even back then, you'd it'd rain. You'd either get crackling in the phone lines, or you'd lose phones completely. Mm. In Melbourne, which is great because it never rains in Melbourne. We all know this. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, the copper network's dying. It's falling to bits. They're sticking band aids on it almost literally at the moment. I mean, yeah. they're keeping water out of the cables by wrapping coals, plastic bags around the cables, and hope that the joints are going to hold out. <laughs> They yeah. need to get rid of either rip out the whole lot and put it all back in again, or you might as well go to the next technology which doesn't corrode, which doesn't, you know, break and have faults when it rains because it's light. So the whole the whole country needs all of it upgraded, which is what Labor was going to do, but, but uh, instead the Liberals said, "Nah, we're only going to be in here for four years. We need to do something that's going to quote save money in that time. Mm. Don't think of the future of the country." and uh, roll out using what we've already got, which is falling to bits and a lot of people can't mm. get it. I mean, once you're three or four kilometres away from your exchange, you get um, really terrible ADSL. Yeah, and well, that's well, the, that. the technology I mean, you, du jour. You look at places like uh, Evans Head, for example, the exchange is in the middle of Evans Head. The radius of Evans Head is less than 2Ks. The entire town would be situated less than 2Ks from the exchange. The fastest speed that I hear reports of anybody getting in that place is about 1.2 meg down. You know, terrible. and that's an ADSL2 exchange, apparently. A lot of the problem is, and not only with the, the local towns, but the interconnecting links. And then once you go overseas, we've got no fiber left. Our fiber, we've well and truly used up capacity on that. So, it's not only a matter of the infrastructure within this within the 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 district, the city, the state, the country. It's also an international thing. We need to do something now about our international connections. If we don't do something now, there's no chance. It doesn't matter how fast our internet is in this country. Ninety nine percent of what most people do is not based in this country, so it's going to be irrelevant. Yeah, that's right. Like you might be able to yeah do a, a ping to Brisbane and get like. Uh... 100 meg down but you're not going to be pinging la getting 100 meg down and speaking of um speeds this is another thing that irritates me i'm on optus cable okay my speed caps out although weirdly lately it's actually been about 100 meg down but normally it caps out about 70 meg down to the local exchange of course um i've got i've just slightly got the optus fetch thing now on optus fetch um you can watch movies uh 
free movies and things like that. You can watch free-to-air TV, but you also have the the internet TV like uh, Ozstar and whatever. But that comes over the 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 cable rather than satellite. Um, so this one cable, I'm getting my internet, my phone, uh, all my movie channels and everything like that are all coming down as well. The box itself allows me to record two programs and watch a third. Um, so I can actually, I tested it the other day. I downloaded two movies. Like, I re- sorry, I was actually downloading because in the free movie section, you can download to play on your phone or watch on the TV. So I actually downloaded, um, uh, what was it? It was um, Robocop 1 and uh, X-Men. And I actually had those downloading. I was then watching one of the channels over the cable and recording two other channels coming in over the cable. And I did, was downloading um, off a local FTP server as fast as I could and did a speed test and I was still getting 100 meg down and I was only getting 2 meg up. Now, you can't tell me that somewhere along the line that's not being throttled. <laughs> yeah, it's throttled all right. But anyway, uh, the internet in, the, in this joint is pretty bad and hopefully it'll get fixed soon, but I doubt it. But we're just going to put up with mm-hmm. it just... ADSL is just not cutting it anymore. Uh, Twenty meg down, if you could get it, uh, look, that, that'd be okay. Just, just, I think if you could get twenty meg down, you'd be happy, and you could what, push it's, it. It's the up though. Mm. I mean, there's no point having like as I said, I get a hundred meg up. That's the hundred meg down. That's all fine and dandy, but with one point, I'm supposed to get two, but I average about one point two or so up. Mm. And with that, if I'm actually uploading to YouTube, for example, I can't download anything because I've got no upload. Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. don't make me point. Can we you. get our rants done nicely? <laughs> no, I got cut off. Yeah, <laughs> you, cut, you cut your rent off. Oh, it's gonna hurt. Nothing worse than having your rent cut off. Oh, <laughs> especially in the winter. You'll be taking on Jeff Jarvis soon. <laughs> All right, we've got a. I don't know. I've got I, didn't, a... I didn't. In, I didn't intend to rant. I was actually. That's all right. Yeah, sorry. No, that's all right. Will. <laughs> see, what I, see what I did? I know how to find these pressure points. <laughs> now we're going. I love it. I was actually alluding to the fact that you were saying that you were having trouble uploading our video last night because the rain was affecting your connections and stuff too. Yeah, I, but that's. I think that's actually at our house rather than a telco thing. Ah. Uh. All right. So we've got say one more segment, and we. I don't know. I've got a couple of stories, so we might have to. Uh, go so we'll see how we go all right so um i'll give you two urls aussietechradio.com and aussietechheads.com.au forward slash paper check them out okay uh jace what's going on what other stories have you got for us the australian movie and tv streaming company quickflix announced the beginning of what it believes to be a new era in affordable home entertainment with the launch of its new subscription service options to its IPTV service, including streaming of TV shows and movies for only $9.99 a month. According to a statement issued by the company, QuickFlix's Australian customers can now enjoy unlimited streaming of selected TV shows, including those from US premium network HBO and the UK's BBC, as well as blockbuster movies from Hollywood and Kids TV in standard definition or high def, one low monthly fee of nine ninety nine, which sounds a lot better than uh, the kind of movies and TV shows that uh, QuickFlix used to have. Well, they weren't even looking at, but yeah. um, HBO and BBC from the UK, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's I don't I don't know what what's Foxtel doing, but geez, they got to start amping up, haven't they? 
I think they didn't got... you see the quote for on Twitter from Rupert Murdoch and he's like hundred dollars a month is nothing you know you get try and go to the restaurant or go out to the movies it's going to cost a lot more for a family so I'm I'm happy with a hundred dollars a month for Foxtel and you should be too yeah thanks Rupert yeah how you going all right uh, look I just want to buzz over to Google I just got a quick little Google story there's been a couple of eyebrows raised. Maybe John Howard's eyebrows, maybe. Maybe a big bushy one. But there's an eyebrows being raised. The Google Australian tax bill has been paid as $7.1 million on profits of $46.5 million. Now, that's, what, the 15%. So the, so the, the tax is only 15%, uh, and that doesn't count the lucrative search business revenue. Uh, this has been in the news quite a bit over the previous, you know, year or so as you know these big companies they're uh, sticking their business around Ireland and wherever else just to dodge tax dodge and all this sort of stuff Google Australia does not count revenues earned from its search business which is estimated to generate 1 billion to 1.5 billion dollars each year for tax purposes Google search business customers get billed in Singapore not Australia uh, that means its corporate tax bill is a fraction of its overall sales now and I don't know. I think that if it's uh, yeah, if if it's generating the revenue on Australian shores, if we're paying for it, I think well, I reckon that's fair enough. Uh, and so does France. Apparently, France's tax authorities have launched a one billion euro tax claim against Google. It was reported this week. Uh, faced with huge debts, France is determined to clamp down on multinational companies who avoid having to hand over huge parts of their income to. Uh, to, uh, having to hand over huge parts of their income to failing national governments. Okay, whatever. All right, uh, yeah, Will. I don't have I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if you're a massive company and you're employing thousands of people and supporting the local economy, um, if you want to destroy my company by charging me a heap of tax, I'm just going to go somewhere else. It doesn't worry me. I'm only a business. I can relocate. You're the one at the end of the day who's going to be worse off by forcing me out of your country. So by all means, you know, they're here. Leave them here. Let them do what they're doing. Leave them alone. Instead of trying to blame them for the country not having any money, fix mm. the problem. You know. So, but still, you still want. The, you still want. They are paying taxes, and internet is, is is. I mean, it's a national thing. If their main office is in Singapore and that's the place that collects the revenue, then that's the place to pay the taxes. If mm. the revenue doesn't get collected directly here, then why should they pay the taxes on it? Mm. I know it's an argument that will will be argued forever and a day. Uh, it's I'll, an argument that'll be argued until I go, no, you're paying us and Google, yep, no worries, see ya. No, nah, I'm not going to go see ya, <laughs> but I can see that... that they will, do. Nah. Amazon does exactly the same thing in the States. And if, a, if they go to somewhere and they, they've got their distribution warehouse and all is good, and for years they get through and they just pay the tax to have their building there and pay the staff and they do their thing, and then they go, hey, we, you're making a lot of money, let's charge you more. Amazon will go, yep, no worries, the warehouse is shutting next week, have a good day. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a little bit different, I suppose. Well, I don't know. I, look, I don't know. I, I can, just, I foresee that uh, the day that these companies will be made to pay a, a bit more. But anyway, that we'll we'll see what happens, won't we? Obviously, these companies rule the world. To be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Will, give us another story, please, while you're there. All righty. Well, you had a uh, who am I earlier, so I've got one now too. Um, I make companies for a living. I solve problems. I invent stuff. Work with smart people when I can. I write it down. I learn. I start again. I founded a company called Odeo. And while I was at Odeo, I started an R&D project called Twitter. It's turning out to be something pretty cool. 
If I was to say that, who would you think of? Okay, now the the the, the main people we associate with Twitter are the founders, Evan Williams, Jack Dorsey, and Biz Stone. The problem is they're not actually the people who invented Twitter. There's a poor guy called Noah Glass. Uh, he's actually the guy who developed and wrote most of the code for the Twitter system, the Twitter as we know it. He also came up with the name of it. Um, he basically lives um, more or less in a in a uh, modest home in an area plagued with drug addicts and homeless people because he's basically broke. He's uh, turned into a recluse over the years. He's just sick of sick of everything that's happened. And oh, as you would imagine, he's quite bitter about not. He not only doesn't he get a mention, he's actually been completely written out <laughs> of Twitter's history books. Um, now he this happened back in. Um, oh gee, well, I can't remember when Twitter was started. Now it was back in what was oh, it? Oh seven, two thousand and seven, something like that. And I think it's I think that post he started was two thousand and five, two thousand six. So it was actually a year before Twitter took off that he actually was developing it. Um, and if you search for him in the biographies, in the wiki, wiki articles, all this sort of stuff, he's basically been completely written out. He, he's 44-year-old, lives quite life with his girlfriend and their one-year-old baby girl in a rough part of town, a world away from the sprawling mansions of his once close friends um, who pretty much couldn't have created Twitter without him. Um, I mean, his house is surrounded by barbed wire and, and you know, chain link fence just to keep people out. Um, he worked with them from 2004 to 2007. Um, one, one of his former employees, Ray McClure, who was also a good friend of his, um, he basically describes Noah as the company's founder. He said the years following Noah leaving, leaving he had no rec- recognition as the founder of Twitter. Um, they wore him out. They wrote him out of the story. So... This was an article, I won't read the whole thing, but basically this was an article done by um, by one of the big American companies who I can't find. I think it was Forbes or something like that. And they um, basically followed him around for a while and see what he got up to. And yeah, you realise how quickly, and it wasn't just something that happened over a long period of time. It was pretty much very, very quickly. It went from, hey, I started... You know, I, co- I founded Twitter, Twitter's my baby, to who's this guy? We've never heard of him. What are you talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. Mm. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, well, that's, that's how it goes, uh, I suppose. Uh, that's yeah, part of life. You would have a chance, you would have a case about being bitter for sure. Now, uh, Jace, have you got any more for us? Yeah, if you've been wondering when the Australian tax office would follow the US Internal Revenue Service and make a formal ruling on how cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin should be taxed, now they've got an answer. According to the Financial Review, the ATO has just opened up a review into the issue. The issue is not a small one, though. Although Bitcoin is certainly becoming widespread, widely spread use, widely used currency, following closely by others such as the Reddit-supported Dogecoin, it's not one backed by any specific country and unlike any other such highly liquid types of assets can be quite volatile. The US decided to treat Bitcoin as a property for tax purposes, similar to a stock, which means capital gains taxes would apply. Treating Bitcoin and others as a capital asset might make it more difficult for the ATO to collect transaction taxes such as the GST. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, an untraceable digital currency. Yeah, go on, tax office. Do your worst. <laughs> Try your best. <laughs> Try your best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now Mills, and, Mills and Boone, you'd be into these, Will, wouldn't you? 
read a few in yeah, your life. Yeah, so the, yeah, I know them all off by oh, heart. Oh, you love yeah, them. Well, <laughs> now, now you can read them on your, your tablet. Oh, you know, outside. We'll tell you the story. It's not just as simple as that. Uh, Mills and Boone has caused a stir in the publishing industry by creating its own app for reading the e-books. The e-book market is currently dominated and pretty heavily dominated by superpowers like uh, Amazon, Kobo, and Apple. They take a percentage of the profits each time a book is downloaded. Mills and Boone has created its own app, Reader, to streamline the process from publisher to reader. It is hoping that the rise in number of people reading e-books on smartphones and tablets, as opposed to dedicated e-readers like Kindle, blah, blah, blah. Uh, good idea. Yes, I think so, because obviously, you know, what what's another app? If you're going to read a Mills and Boone, you've got a, a pretty big catalogue there yeah, to, yeah, to, exactly. to read, and that probably deserves its own app. You might as well hit the... Hit the, the the lower right-hand part of the screen that open up your, your little catalogue there or you go to the iBooks, hit the, like, tap in different parts of the screen. It's not hard. Yeah, I think it's a good But idea. is it really any different than having, like, the Amazon app that's got both books and an in-store and Samsung's got their own right. app and that's right. Audible's got their own, you know, yeah, that's I what think you do when you've got a massive catalogue of something, you've got to put it somewhere. Yeah, well, that's right. And maybe this might be the the sort of like the starting point of the you know then all the pu- different publishing houses might go well. Let's us do our own little app. Why pay Amazon and no. and iTunes thirty cents or whatever? Just when we've got everybody to agree about having something in the same spot, they're all going to go back to be segregated again. You're going to need four billion apps on your phone. That wasn't what I was getting at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Amazon have just done the same. They brought the uh, Comixology um, publishing system and they're going to uh, publish all of their stuff via Amazon. So you go to their website to sign in to buy things and then it'll appear in the Comixology app, whereas before used to be able to do searches and buy stuff using in-app purchase, but they don't want to lose their 30 cents or whatever to uh, Apple. So they said uh, you can't do it through the app anymore. Mm. Okay, fair enough, I guess. Uh, Jase, have you got anything to finish up with? Or how many have you got left? I think the, that's just about it for me, except for this cool little um, iPhone case. The 80s might be long gone, but your fond memories of Reebok pumps, Cabbage Patch Kids, and those water-filled sand art pictures will live on forever, at least the last one. Because someone has gone and made an iPhone case backed with hypnotic sand art that's constantly changing as you move your phone. It's $25 US well spent because not only it will provide perpetual entertainment, even when your phone's battery is dead or when you have no signal, but it also glows in the dark. Sweet. So even if you can't see a thing in the middle of the night, you'll be able to find your phone. Nice. That? That. You won't cool, need an eye beacon for you that. You know, on a phone, on a phone with the, you know, like the Note Three, for example, it's really big and everyone bags it out. Could you imagine how cool that sand art's going to be on a phone that size? It'll be great. Be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will, what have you got to finish up with, or how many have you got left? Um, a couple, just quickly. Um, one is that the Commonwealth Bank creates uh, cashless uh, cash withdrawals using a smartphone app rather than your card anymore. Basically, um, they're rolling out the capacity for all their ATMs. Uh, all you need is a smartphone. It's the nation's first uh, cardless ATM service. Basically, you can um, withdraw the authorized withdrawal from any of the bank's ATMs by providing with an eight-digit code uh, that's sent to you via your phone. Um, there's a maximum of $200 a day. It's sort of more, they're toting it more as an emergency. Oh, my wallet's been stolen. I need money sort of deal. Um, Westpac well, you want to is, give money to the kids and don't want to give them your card. You just say, yeah. Bank and here's 50 bucks if you type this code in. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Westpac is soon to offer the service as well, except this is going to be $1,000 a day um, because why not? 
Um, so yeah, it'll be you know I, I guess it's going to be one of those things. Everybody's starting to go the same way. If the if the ATMs are already set up to support that, then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's the big deal if everybody starts doing it? I suppose. And the bank, um, the bank also unveiled lock, uh, unveiled lock and limit for its credit card customers, which can control security and spending throughout the app. Uh, for example, it can block overseas transactions where the card isn't present. Uh, it also launched a small business app that can accept on-the-spot payments, credit estimates, and invoices immediately and help manage cash flow. And as Will said, Westpac is well, they rushed their announcement through, didn't they? After the CBA <laughs> went through with this today, <laughs> and uh, they they've That's said that's a good idea. Quick, copy their press release. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Quick, quick, quick. We haven't done that. Us quick. too. Us too. We can do it. Yeah, phone call downstairs. How long? September. Great. We're we're, we're in for September. All right. So that's when Westpac are coming out. Uh, so look out. For for a massive rise in credit card forward in the next few months. <laughs> All right, Will, finish us off, please, with the with your um, geniuses. Yeah, the new uh, the new Galaxy Five, um, the new Galaxy S Five smartphone is announced to be waterproof. Um, but not only has that been a thing, they also have the new Galaxy K Zoom, mm-hmm. which is the best of all the new. Uh, the new technology is integrated. Now, there's been an, um, uh, Samsung have done a sort of a camera phone, a camera, Android camera before, but this one's taking it one step further. As you can see in those shots there, the lens basically folds up to be more or less completely hidden inside the ca- phone. It's hey, it's right. pretty flat. It's, you know, um, it's a decent zoom. It's a 44 time optical zoom. Um, and it's it's heads right down, it folds right down into the case. You can hardly see it. But the thing is, it's an actual phone as well. It's not just an Android camera running, or not a camera running Android. It's actually a dedicated phone, mm. um, as well as as this. Uh, it does, you know, you can set it up the same way you would set up your your um, it, if you had a digital SLA, you can set up the same way. You can change your ISOs, you can change your white balances, you can change your focal points, you can do all your all your different zooms. Um, the it's at, at its thickest point when it's fully retracted, I believe it's 20 mil thick, which is basically two centimeters, and that's including the lens and everything like that. So that's pretty neat. If it's sitting next to a um, to an iPhone, uh, it's probably not that much thicker, to be honest, because the iPhones are a fairly chunky phone. So really, it's it's probably fairly similar in size to that. Um, the front camera is only two megapixel, but that doesn't matter. The one I can't find is the spec. I, I did find it before, but I think I've gone past it. Is the specs on the um, on the rear camera? It doesn't actually say, but it's DSLR quality, so I'm assuming it's going to be like at least a 10 meg sensor. Uh, it uses a, a half, um, what they call a half CMOS sensor, which is still not quite DSLR. Things like the pen camera, things like that, use a half sensor, but most phones traditionally use what they call a quarter sensor. Um, which is, it it basically means that instead of taking every pixel, it takes every fourth pixel. So a half sense is going to take every second pixel. Nice. So the, the, it's definitely going to pick the quality up. Um, it's it's pretty neat. It's something you know that's been me that's been going to happen for a while. There's been a few sort of step arounds, but I think they've got it this time. All right, good stuff. All right, we better get the hell out of here because we're pushing for time now. So, all right, so thanks, uh, Will. Thanks for coming in this week. Uh, welcome back from holidays and hope to see you next week. No worries, sir. All right, and Jace, uh, thanks for coming in also. And, uh, yeah, great to have no your, your wisdom on the show once again. All right, uh, thanks, everyone. And you can catch us next week in the same place where you heard us this week. So bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.